Today, I got up early and I went on a run. Now, by no means am I a runner, but on this run, something amazing happened. And I want to share this mini testimony with you because maybe it'll help you in your walk with Christ. Welcome back to The Liz Show. I'm your host, Elizabeth Lewis. By all means, call me Liz. And unlike last week's, I'm actually really excited to share today's. And I hope it is like a bam moment for you like it was for me. And I'll do my best to articulate that. And I just pray that the Holy Spirit talks through me. Okay, so today the time change happened. We fell back an hour. And I don't know about you, but I personally love waking up between 3 and 5 a.m. to spend unhurried, unrushed time with the Lord. I just love reading the Bible. I love writing my prayers out to him and just sitting with him. Well, I ended up having enough time to go on a quick two-mile run this morning. Now, I prefer to run in the cold, and I really don't like to run in the heat and the humidity, and it's getting cold and chilly here, so I was like, woohoo! I was a little excited. Now, in case you don't know this, there's a running posture that allows you to ultimately run better. Again, I'm not a runner, but I understand how important form is, so I do my best to maintain this runner's form, which is keeping your glutes tight, your shoulders down, your neck over your your shoulder and your chest, and your head and neck in alignment to that, that, that framework, right? And then you keep your gaze right in front of you. So you have what's called a narrow focus. A narrow focus is very nearsighted. So to use an example, a baseball example, a narrow focus would be when a batter focuses on a pitch and the batter can see the seams of the baseball as it rolls slowly toward him. So this is the type of focus you have in running. You can really only see like maybe two or three feet in front of you because it is such a narrow fixed focus. Now, I have a tendency to put my head up and stare out into the distance and have more of a farsighted view, if that makes sense. Well, all of a sudden, near the end of my run, and by the way, all of a sudden, don't you love how that happens? Just suddenly, God speaks. Suddenly, God moves. Suddenly, there's a miracle. Suddenly, you have a revelation. Like, this is how God moves. And it's so incredible because the day before, I was praying and listening to a sermon about, like, how do I get this breakthrough? Because I need a breakthrough. Anyways, so I was running and all of a sudden, I heard God. Now, I put, I heard God in air quotes. I did not audibly hear God. And I want to be honest about that because as I work with individuals, I'm learning that a lot of people don't understand the, like, metaphorical verbiage we mean by that. But I heard God telling me to stay in this runner's position until I got home. And I had about maybe a little over half a mile or so left. And I said, yes, sir. Okay. Now I won't lie. It was really hard to keep my gaze in that narrow focus and not lift my head to look into the distance. I wanted to lift my head up so many times and I kept feeling like, honestly, that Jesus was running right next to me saying, don't do it. Don't do it. You can do this. Stay focused. And I was like, okay, but this is really hard. Can I ask you, why do I have to keep this really narrow focus that you're asking me to do? And he was like, well, you know why. Number one, you run better and your run isn't so much of a dread when you keep this narrow focus of just a few feet in front of you. And number two, I want to teach you something. So will you obey? And I was like, absolutely, I will obey. My next question was, well, what do you want to teach me? 
And he was like, this focus, having this very small, narrow focus gaze is what I want to teach you because this is the focus I want you to have on that program I'm helping you create. And bam, just like that, I had a revelation. I, I was like, oh my gosh, yes, sir. And I immediately began to smile because I had a breakthrough. I finally understood what I needed to do and how to do it to keep Jesus's peace in my heart. Now, maybe you're like, okay, Liz, I'm a little confused. Why are you sharing this? Like, give me the, 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 I don't know, the down low. Is that what we used to say? I don't know. Well, because God told me to do this, 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 like this run, like to, to run in this position was to illustrate a point that was very tangible and honestly analytical for me. Cause I always pray, like, tell me one plus one equals two, make it so clear. I can't, I can't miss it. And over the last few episodes, I've over openly spoken about how God is asking me to do things outside of my comfort zone. And at times it's freaking me out. And what's really freaking me out is a little bit of the future and the unknown. So I'm worrying about steps that are possibly days, weeks, months ahead, but it's not where I am right now. So there's no need to worry because as the word tells us, there's plenty of worries for today. For instance, if I kind of bring this back to the run, I'm not a quarter mile down the road. So whatever's happening a quarter mile down the road is not relevant to where I am currently in the run, right? Only in the next few feet is, is relevant. And I was like, okay, the other thing that's freaking me out too in this program is, am I doing it in God's timing? I really want to be obedient. I'm asking God to help me be more obedient because I, I don't want disobedient to keep me from the promised land. And finally, it was like, okay, I know what to do today regarding this program, but I'm letting the unknown and worry and doubt and fear about when is this going to happen or am I doing it right, get the best of me versus really allowing God to guide me and lead me like he was doing on my run. Ultimately, I'm, I'm letting this worry slow me down because I'm not doing what I know I need to do and I'm focusing on steps that are a quarter mile ahead. God is asking me to stay locked into the task I know I need to do, which would be the few feet of sight versus focusing on those things again that are a quarter mile down the road. This made things connect for me. I started to make sense of what he was asking me to do and peace entered my heart. I really started to understand how to do what he was asking me to do because I have a tendency to freak out about the future or I want to understand how he's going to do these steps in the future or like I look over to his portion of, of the, our agreement and I'm like, hey God, you need help. You doing what you're supposed to be doing. But right now, I'm in a season of learning how to be a faithful servant. And a faithful servant doesn't question the way that I was questioning. So I was like, yes, sir, thank you for this. And God continued to tell me to stay running in that narrow focus gaze, only looking a few feet ahead of me until I got home. And I was like, okay, I'll do this. And he was like, Liz, do you see how you're doing this? You've already done it now for over a quarter mile. Imagine that being two months. And do you notice how good this obedience feels and this trusting me that I'm right here, making sure that you are doing what you're going to do and protecting you. And I was like, yes, this feels amazing. And I totally get it. I need to just have a really narrow focus on the next few steps you've asked me to do, which I know. And then when I finish that, I can trust that you are going to share the next steps that follow. And then all of a sudden I was like, well, God, in like another quarter mile, I'm going to have to cross the street. What do I do? Do I look up or do, do I not? 
And again, it was early in the morning. I hadn't even passed a car on my run yet. And God said, Liz, do you trust me to protect you? And I said, yes. And he said, okay, then don't look up. Just trust me. Trust that I'll keep you safe. Trust me that no car is going to come. And I want you to keep looking just a few feet ahead. So that narrow focus where you can't really see, you know, if a car's coming in the distance or not, I want you to not lift your head. I don't want you to look at the distance. I just want you to keep focusing on what I told you, the few feet in front of you and trust me. And I said, okay. And I've bungee jumped before because God told me to when I lived in South Africa. And so I know that I can trust him in these weird things that he tells me to do. And I know that God is illogical and not logical. So I definitely obeyed and I didn't question him. He also reminded me, because I was a little apprehensive. I mean, I don't really want to get hit by a car. That sounds like a painful way to go. Um, I also don't want to um, torture anybody with having to be a participant in that because, you know, I'm, I'm trusting God or, you know, maybe it wasn't God, but in this case, it was God. God then said, you know, you have to remember, Liz, you have really good hearing. You're going to be able to hear a car like you always do. But I'm asking you to cross the road and not look up or lift your head, but to keep a nearsighted perspective will you do that? And I said, yes, I will do that. Well, it was a little like nerve wracking crossing the road, but no one hit me, as you can tell, because I'm sharing this podcast now. And um, I maintained that narrow focus. And it was so hard because I can't tell you how many times I just wanted to look up and see what was in the far distance. But you know, it was really cool because at one point I was like, man, I really want to lift my head. And had I lift my head, I would have totally stepped in dog poop. And I immediately heard Jesus saying, see, this is why I told you to stay focused because you are going to miss the obstacles. If you look forward, you're going to miss the things where the devil is going to try to, you know, sideswipe you if you don't stay focused on the right now. And I was like, oh, brilliant. Okay. Okay. So this is why I have to keep this really narrow focus so I can be more proficient and more obedient in what you're calling me to do. And it really just started to make sense. And I hope it's making sense to you. But I'm so happy I stayed faithful and it feels incredible to be obedient. And this was just, you know, uh, like a little over half a mile of a run. And he kept equating like every 10th mile with one month because he told me the next six months are where things are really going to start to change. And he made it really clear that he wanted me to learn the focus of that half a mile or so run because that was the same focus I'm going to have to have over the next six months. And I was like, oh my gosh, I finally understand. And really for me, I was able to trust God a little bit more. I was able to get an upgrade in trusting him, which is incredible, incredible because the last, you know, last week we could argue I was in a little bit of a storm with my tantrum in a restaurant and It's pretty cool because earlier this year, actually in June, I learned every storm comes with a promise and a provision. And to see that constantly come through is just incredible. And so my point is that if you feel like you're not moving at God's speed, make sure you pray and have a conversation with him, number one. But number two, remember that he is going to guide you if you are fully seeking him. And if you're listening to this podcast, most likely you're fully seeking him where you want to. And number three... God is going to sometimes give you really illogical things to help you understand how to carry out the will in your life. And those steps that are weeks, months, years ahead, don't get caught up thinking about them. God wants you in the present because if you aren't 
fully immersed in the present, you might step in dog poop. And nobody wants to do that. Nobody does. I hope you got a good takeaway from today and just the power of how God will talk to you on the most basic things. I mean, he'll do life with you. I mean, anytime I go on a run, I imagine Jesus is running with me. In fact, if you see me, I pretend to give him high fives as I run when I want to quit. And he's such a great encouragement. You know, he's really our refuge. He's, he's our rock. He's our everything. And he will be everything for you if you allow him. With that being said, let's go into prayer. Father God, thank you so much for every single person listening. I pray that their eyes of understanding are enlightened. I pray that their hearts and mind are changed and come into alignment to you, Father God. Work in them. Allow us to just be everything you want us to be and allow your will to be done in our individual lives and in the uni unity of the body of Christ. Father, I ask that you would, you would bless us and you would enlarge our territory and that you would keep your hand with us always, protecting us from evil so it would not hurt us. Father, allow your light to shine out so brightly through us that when people see us, they immediately are captivated by your light shining through us and ask us, hey, what's different about you? So that we can give a testimony to expand the kingdom of God. Keep us safe, protect us, give us divine insight and wisdom as we move throughout our days and help us to trust you more and more growing our faith so that we can be the most obedient allowing us to hear well done my faithful servant in Jesus' name amen